Welcome back to Bo's Cafe. Kind uh, of. Sh- <laughs> just you and me, <laughs> John. I'm lonely. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Bruce is gone. He's at the racetrack, as he is every single day. Uh, it, no, he's in Portland? Well, he's actually home. He's home. He's, <laughs> he's home. just he's skipping just, out on this. Well, he's he's taking a day. He, he deserves a day. He deserves it. He deserves several months. Yes, yes. And David would get you sick if he was in here. <laughs> uh, just it would come through the airwaves. So it's just Bill and I. And uh, we apologize early. If you remember last time, uh, I read the story from On My Worst Day of uh, 19s, uh, somewhere in the 60s, with that incident in the boxcar where I got yeah. violated. Right. And it caused us, by the end, to say... Wow, we need to do more than just bring up the issue of shame. We need to spend some time talking about the process of redemption from shame. Amen. And uh, so this morning, Amen. In, in that time, uh, it, it, we're just going to spend some time working that through because we feel like it's really not misunderstood, just not understood at all. And so we hold on to it. I, I went for a walk yesterday with a man who has carried something for 30 some years of shame wow. and and, wow. and you know that story that I told yeah I carried for 30 some years yeah. and because we don't know what to do with it Bill. right so yeah. uh, I'd love and it we're not sure God has done anything with it that's right that's that's the part that is puzzling uh, to us that's right not, not only what should we do with it as if we could do something but what's God doing with it? That's right. And why would you let me carry this right. alone for so long? Uh, so I would love if you'd start us out, Bill, and just yeah. kind of give some reflections. Well, it triggers in me just a, a real dramatic uh, story of something that happened. Uh, years ago, I was preaching at Open Door, and I was preaching on this very subject of, of shame. And, and I made the statement Right, right in the message, I made this statement that Jesus, on the cross, took upon him our shame. And in that, created us new, where we would now be a, a, a being who, at our core, was no longer identified by our shame. I said something like that. And a, a young woman, later we found out she was 28, she came up out of the audience, came right up in front of this little funny, remember that old wooden pulpit yep, I used to yep. love to preach from? And yep. She came right up there, and she, in front of everybody, as if there was nobody else in the audience, she said, is that true? Hmm. Hmm. Is that true? Did Jesus really, really, really take upon him my shame? And, and I said, yes, and she started weeping, and a woman got out of the audience to kind of hold her up, and it was like nobody else was in the place. It, just this lady and I having a conversation in front of the church. And she said, I just want you to know I'm a prostitute, but I want you to know I'm the daughter of missionaries. Hmm. And she said, when I was a girl, every year for five years, the boarding school my parents sent me to, they molested me. Hmm. And she said, I've just lived in my shame all my life. Hmm. Well, that became part of her redemptive process. Hmm. Very dramatic. I mean, it's like you can't set that up. But the truth that I think we were sharing that day and that we talked about last week is that uh, 
<clears throat> Jesus died for our sin. We we know that redemptive reality. Right. In the garden, uh, God covered the shame of Adam and Eve with a redemptive process. Right. And he took away the fig leaves and he gave them the the coat of an animal, which means blood was spilt. For us today, as Christians, imagine the freedom that we would experience if we actually believed on the cross that Jesus died for our sin, and as, as it says in in Hebrews, and and He endured our shame, so that we would have neither identify us. And and it's so interesting, the picture. Uh, in the garden, God covered man's nakedness. On the cross, Jesus was naked. Yeah. That, that The picture yeah. of John is, yeah. for me, it's like, what? What? Yeah, so God... Chose, covered, to, chose to not cover his yeah, nakedness. Exactly, yeah. because he... And, and, and Isaiah says his form was no longer recognizable as that of a man. And and God darkened the earth. Yeah. Now, I don't have proof for what I'm going to say. It's not like the Bible does this. But, but my own thinking is that he darkened the earth so that man could not see yeah. what man had done to yeah. the Son of God. Yeah. And in a sense, he covered man hmm. in darkness from seeing the shame yeah. that Jesus was enduring. Hmm. Now, believing that is a wonderful thing, but the reality in it, as we say, John, every time we talk, we keep saying these miracles of Calvary. We, as evangelicals, we definitely know we have this deep conviction that he died for our sins and that we are justified and we're going to go to heaven. For some reason, not as many of us are convinced of the miracle of his giving us life, a new life. At the cross, giving the sinner a justified new life called a saint. So for us, as we think about this redemptive power of Jesus, Romans 8.1 for me, when I was discovering this understanding... It just opened up a whole new world for me. Yeah, yeah. That, that I, Bill Thrall, identified clearly, you for 30 years, John, me for multiple years, multiple life experiences, just trapped deeply in my shame, yeah. that I no longer have to live condemned. Yeah. I am no longer. There is therefore now no condemnation. I don't feel condemned. Why? Because I haven't sinned, no. Because that's not who I am anymore. Bill, was that, and, and, and nothing's ever prescriptive, if one right. experience to another, but was that a once and for all realization for you? No. Or, or was that a gradual? It was very, it was very gradual because, because what happens is, thank you, John, for that. Let me come back to it first. No, but but there has to be an awakening right. someplace, right. a beginning point. That, that that is true. It, that is true. I think you, when when you yes. chose to share with me your yes. story, absolutely, it was an awakening. That's right. It, it, was everything resolved? No. Have you never felt shame since then? No. Right. But but there has to be a place. It's like, 
it's like the reality of coming to Christ. In our opinion, there still has to be a time when I choose to do That's that. Right. I don't slip into it. That's right. And 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 the same is true here. It's like anything that we learn as truth and trust has a starting point. That's right. And and so that awareness is where would I begin? The woman in my story, it was a Sunday morning she'll never forget. It dawned on her by God's spirit that she no longer had to be identified by her shame. She literally was living out intentionally a shameful life. Horrible as it sounds, as a prostitute, because it validated who she thought she was. What I just said, John, is weird as can be. But that was her reality. My reality is that I have this fear, deep, deep fear, that I'm going to be demeaned, that, that, that I'm not enough, that the uh, painful words repeated by my father just haunt me. Does that mean I've never felt them since that day? No. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I do with it today, John? You're my example every time I teach this, but I, I can tell you. That's right. I, I, you, like like with your story, yeah. you, you, you you can tell now. Well, so so I would say this so way: it takes you out then of that darkness of exactly. your own false reasoning. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the ways we know that we are trusting God with our shame is we can tell. We can tell. Yeah, that's right. The inability to tell that's right. keeps me in it. Well, and it also proves I have not yet believed as a starting point, that my shame identity was taken care of at the cross. Exactly. So you think about then all of this emphasis, by God's grace, we put an identity, living out of who God says I am. But it just takes on a whole different worldview. Bruce and I were meeting yesterday. He didn't work yesterday, folks. Uh, Bruce and I were meeting (laughs) yesterday with a group of leaders and and we were just talking, not as deeply as we are right now, but but one of them in the audience had read our book, The Cure, and, and he just stood there for a moment and he said, it just changes everything. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. It, it just, my lens mm-hmm. of life changes. Yeah. Now, do I still experience my own sin? Yes. Do I still experience your sin against me? Yes. Do I still, yeah, 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 but... The yeah, but is critical. Do I believe that my Savior has taken upon him my shame so that I no longer have to live out of who I used to be? That's a miracle, John. That's right. That, that's a miracle. And, and every day when I feel something that I'm embarrassed of, ashamed of, yeah. or anything like that, my answer, I learn to have it become... Or guilt of hurting someone, right. or anything like right. that, of failing. My response is becoming, well, that has to be redeemed. I have to go yeah. let the blood Excellent. of Christ Excellent. redeem that because exactly. I can't solve it. Yeah. I can't overcome it. I can't right. feel bad enough, or because otherwise I'll carry it home and hurt my wife's heart, or oh. your heart, or someone else. I'll, I'll be weird as can be until yeah. I believe again. Jesus, you took care of this one too. Amen. Yeah. John, you know, I just, as you were just talking there, I was thinking, 
you know, we, we say the words, but somehow the conviction of Scripture doesn't weigh into our reality. All of us know, down deep, you know, I really can't do anything about my sin. I can do sin management tricks all day long, but I know they're not working. Yeah. But I don't have the honesty to say so because yeah. I don't have confidence in his work. Yeah. So what do I do? I mask my shame. I work on my shame. I try to become a better person. I have all of these techniques, and, and some of them are reinforced, quite honestly, by Bible teachers. Yeah. They're reinforced. Yeah. And, and, and what are we saying here is, folks, listen, Bill Thrall, listen to my own heart. I can't do anything about my sin or my shame. Yeah. He died for my sin. He gave me a new identity as a new foundation so I don't have to live out of my shame. Yeah. If I could just grasp that, I can, I can say the words lots of times, I actually believe them, but, but boy, if I could just grasp that. You, you know what it does for me when I grasp it? I worship. Because, Good because, for you. Because if it's John Lynch making this thing happen, why would I worship? <laughs> yes, you're great, you're wonderful, you're yeah, big, yeah. and you made the oceans. Yeah, right. But I, I see you as my wonderful answer response. to everything. So it yeah, causes wonder, me to worship. Wonderful yeah. response. It's not me, God, it's you. That's right. So I... You know, just let's let's just have everybody just pause for a second in our thinking and say, Jesus, you did that for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were willing to die for my sin, and you took on the story I've told myself mm-hmm. about how gross and ugly and dark I am. You became that for me, Jesus. And said, now it's finished. Ex- that story is over. Exactly. Oh, John. I, yeah. So that's why this is so meaningful well, to us. Well, well, guys, this is as close as it gets. This is as deep as it gets for us, for all of us who, who are carrying those stories that are defining us and robbing our joy in this life and harming others who we love. Guys, this is what has to be believed and told. There is Amen. no other way. There Amen. are no other techniques, no other tricks, no buck upism that can solve it. Yeah. You guys, thanks for coming by today to Bo's Cafe. We hope this has been I'll a I'll be gone gift next week, John, so it'll just be you. You could do anything you want. I think I may be gone. <laughs> next week we have a guest from over at Starbucks, uh, Bobby Vernon, who will come in and do the podcast. It's getting a little lean around here. Anyone who would like to come out and do a podcast, come on over. Thank you, guys. See you later.